0: If you have more questions and want to talk and hear about, I don't know, things from Romania, just come at the end of the service and I'll be glad to talk to you. So, I would like to, to read from Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter um, 3. I'll read um, the the prayer of, uh, of Apostle Paul from verse 14. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, and depth, and how the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So this is um, one of paul 's apostle paul 's Prayer for the Church, and just like a very short introduction to this, uh, we as believers as individuals, and we as a church, we are uh, in a journey. This is not where we have to settle down. This is not where we need to put our tent. I mean, we are in the wilderness, we are heading towards the heavenly canon. Uh, We are heading uh, to to meet our God and to spend eternity with him in his glory, worshiping him. So this is not our place. I mean, this is not where we have to be. Uh, So we don't have to live a Romanian dream or an American dream or I don't know what kind of dream. We have to live God's dream. So uh, in this journey, it is very normal for us not to be at home in this world and uh, to be hard in this world, and this world to be against us, as Jesus tells us many times in John 15, in other parts, that uh, if they hate me, they will hate you, and you will not just have a very good time here, everybody will love you, actually, because the church is in transit, because the church is in a journey, we will have hardships, until we will meet God, so because of this, it's also very easily to lose our hearts. It's very easy to be disappointed. Um, and what, is, what Paul is praying here is for the church in Ephesus not to lose the heart. So this is the encouragement I want to bring from, from the word of God for each one of us this morning. Do not lose your heart. Um, because Apostle Paul was writing from prison. And he was in prison not because he was a thief or he did uh, something bad. I mean, he was in prison because of Christ. And he was in prison for Christ's sake. But, of course, this will burden the church. And the church was worried. And the church didn't know how things are going to be. And he says that uh, in verse 13, Therefore, I ask you not to lose heart at my tribulations, on your behalf, for they are your glory. So so he is praying that the church will not lose his heart. But if you look at his prayer, he's actually, in his praying, he's displaying his theology of how he understands God's work within the church and uh, what he is doing in the church. So I just want to look in ten minutes to this prayer and his theology and see why is he so confident. How can he say, do not lose your heart when he's in prison? I- Maybe sometimes we just have a little problem, a headache, uh, a little money in the pocket uh, s- something, and then we we start losing our heart and we are disappointed and we say, "God, why is this happening, and why is this happening And you see this man here he 's in prison he 's there for god 's sake, and he say, "Do not lose your heart. How can he say this and how can we uh, ourselves be encouraged so let's let 's just look and see why shouldn't we lose our heart. Um, What I see here is that we should not lose our heart because the triune God is at work. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is at work, and they have a very definite word. They know exactly what to do. They have the power to do it, and they will do it. So if you just look here, it's a wonderful text because it comprises and it gathers together this understanding of how the triune God is at work in the church. If you look, for example, in verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father. So you see the Father here, and you have this image of creation, and uh, in verse 15 it says, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. That is, God is the creator, God is in control, God is the author of life, uh, we are not here by chance, uh, things that happen uh, uh, under the sun is, are not by chance, um, I mean, also... What what it says here is that we should be very sure that our grand 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 grandfather is not a monkey, uh, but uh, we know we are created in the image of God. So we should bow down our knees before the Father, um, that He, verse 16, will grant you according. To the riches of his glory, that means he's a glorious father, he's God, he's omnipotent, he knows everything, he's present everywhere. This is the the standpoint, you have to start from here. If you don't start from here, you lose your heart, I'll lose my heart. But if I start from this, that I derive my name. I derive my existence, I derive everything I am from the Father who according to His riches created the universe, created the stars, the planets, created you and me. And we are here with a purpose to serve and to live for the glory of our Father. This is how we need to start. That means the Father created us for a purpose and He can fulfill the purpose which He has with us. How he is doing this? How he is fulfilling his plan, the plan he has with the creation? Well, he is doing this through his son, Jesus Christ. And we see the second person from the Trinity here. And it says in verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. So if Christ needs to dwell in our hearts, he first needs to be in our hearts because he cannot dwell in a place where he is not yet. So he needs to to be in our hearts, but how can he be in our hearts? The text says through faith. And that's again in uh, chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not a result of work, that means it's not what I can do, it's uh, that no one should boast. So what we see here is that Jesus comes first in our hearts through faith and then he dwells in our hearts so that we may be strengthened and that The Father can fulfill the plan that he has with us. And he can do it as long as Jesus is in our hearts. But when he comes there, he comes there to stay. And he dwells in our hearts. Because everything is in Jesus. If you look um, in chapter 1 from Ephesians, you can see this. In verse 7 it says, In him we have redemption. Through his blood forgiveness. Of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, and especially verse 3 says, Blessed be God um, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, again, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, uh, because we are placed in Christ just as He chooses us in Him. Everything is about Christ. Yes. You see, we begin through Christ, we stand to Christ. Yes will come to the fulfillment of God's the Father's plan through Christ. Everything is through Christ. So this is the encouragement. Why should I not lose my heart? Because the Father, the Creator, has a plan. And because the Son is there to mediate and fulfill this plan. And in Him we have redemption. In Him we have forgiveness. In Him we can go on and, and live the life that the Father called us to live. So that is the way uh, the the father and the son is working but also you can see the holy Spirit is at work and it says um, in in verse seven if, if you look in, in, in verse seven seventeen sorry um, that Christ may dwell in our hearts um, no it's, uh, it's verse 16 that he would grant to according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with with power through His Spirit in the inner man. So the Father has a plan. Jesus makes that plan possible in Him, in Him, in Him, through Him, in Him, because of Him, you see, everything. And then the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us power. He is the one who is at work in us. In the inner man, that, that means inside us. And how he is at work, he is grounding us. You know, if you have to dwell, if you have to go on, you need to be grounded. To have uh, strong roots. And where, wh- what's the soil for, for these roots? Where, where should we be grounded in? If you look here, it says to be rooted and grounded yeah. in love. So when you are rooted and grounded in love, you cannot lose your heart. It doesn't matter what is coming. You remember Romans chapter 8, which says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. It doesn't matter if uh, even death, even devil, even, I don't know, cancer, even uh, sickness of all kind. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. Nothing can separate us from the love of God because we are rooted in the love of God through the Holy Spirit. What kind of love is this? It's that kind of love that Paul is praying for the church to know. And he's praying for you to know. And God wants you to know that love. God wants you to know His love and experience His love. What kind of love is this? Well... Look in verse 19. You'll see what kind of love is this. It says, "To know the love of Christ is the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge." Well, that's that couldn't work. No, no, no. Something is wrong here. You see, it says, "To know a certain love, the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge." How can you know something which surpasses knowledge? I can know something if it's knowledgeable, (laughs) but I cannot know something if it surpasses knowledge. So there has to be something there because if it surpasses knowledge, it means it's not in my power to know this love because my knowledge is so limited. I know so few things. So it has to be something. What is it? Well, let's turn quickly at Romans chapter 5, verse 5, we find the answer. If you look there, it says, and hope does not disappoint, and now, be careful here, because the love of God is the same love Paul is talking here. The love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit is to come and pour this love. How is he doing it? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I wish that I would pray now, like like to have the this love of the Holy Spirit uh, jumping to everyone, coming in every seat, like right now. I wish and I pray that God will do this, but I don't know. I can only pray and say, Holy Spirit, come and touch people and pour this love the way you know to to put it and the way you know to do it because it surpasses my knowledge. I cannot explain how this love operates. I cannot explain why God loves me so much because I'm sure I don't deserve it. It's only His grace and it's only just because of His mercy that He poured inside you His love through the Holy Spirit. So now we have the Father with a plan. We have the Holy Spirit which which makes this plan possible through His death and resurrection. And we have the Holy Spirit which comes and is rooting us in his love. And is pouring in our hearts this love. And you know, believer, you know that you are in his love. And even you may be in prison. Or something else can happen. Do not lose your heart. Because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is at work in us. In their wonderful love which is long. So long, so wide, so high, and so and it's we cannot know it like through our mind. It's only that the Holy Spirit pours it in our heart. And then one one last and little thing, the second thing. We should not lose our heart because the triumph God is at work, but also because the community of believers is at work. So what I understand here is that God is dealing with each one of us separately, individually, but he's also dealing with us as a community of believers. If you look again in the text, it says that you may know uh, together, together with all the saints. So there is, there is an idea of the community there. We have to know together together. We need to discover together. So if you read the book of Ephesians, you'll see many times uh, it's used the plural there. We, what God did with us. It's talking about the community. I mean, that's, that's very easy to see. If you look in verse 4, uh, in chapter 4, verse f- uh, 4 and 5, um, again, it says, there is one body and one spirit, just as also you were called in one hope, of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. So there is a community. And again, it says he gave some people to be pastors, apostles, evangelists, and so on for the work of of the body, of the community. So we have a personal relationship with God, but also we need to understand that we have to be in the community of the believers, because God is not saving us simply to, to move us from one place to another, like he will make a transaction, transaction, like, okay, I've saved you, go to heaven, go to heaven, go to heaven. He's, he's not doing like this with us. He's saving us to put us among a community because he wants to form a community and, and that's what the Bible says. That's what Isaiah 53 says. That's what the Titus 1, 11, and 12 says, that Christ died for us for two reasons, not only for one. Many people believe that Christ died for us just so that we cannot go to hell. It's not true. He did die for this, but it says that he died for us to deliver us from, from our sins, but also to form a community of believers who will worship God. So we need to understand this community and be in community. Because in Romania, some people can say, I can stay at home. I don't need to come to church. I don't need to be in the community. Well, that's not, not what the Bible says. You see, the, the body, you, you need hands, you need feet, you need eyes, you need all of this. So when you are disappointed, I I even heard here today, we can share our prayer needs, we can pray for each other, we can encourage each other, we can say, brother, sister, I'm with you on this, I'll pray for you. You know? That means to be in a community. That means that God provided a place for us where He is shaping us and it's a place where we can exercise this each other to one another, each other to one another. so that's why community is important I'll just finish this didn't help me too much (laughs) I'll just finish by saying this do not lose your heart I don't know what problems you may face maybe you may uh, be tempted to think that God has forsaken you um, that Maybe he's at work with someone else, but he's not at work with you. Just bow down your knees before God and look at the work of the Father, the Creator, the Planner. He has a plan. Look at the work of the Son in whom we have everything. Everything is attached to the Son. And look at the Holy Spirit which pours this love in our heart and is rooting us in the love of God. And nothing can separate you from the love of God. And also look at the community of believers where God has brought you in so that he can shape you here and he can form you here. And you have this way to exercise the one another. But to be in Christ like the Christ to dwell in you, you need first to be in Christ. And that is repentance and i want to close and i want to be uh I, i wanted to close with this because i want you to remain with this if you didn't repent if you didn't accept jesus as savior and lord you have to do it today and when you do this you just enter in a new world which is as i described it earlier but you have to make sure that you repented of your sins because god is calling us to do this May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.